0: Uh, Thank you very much for spending a few moments with us today on Mother's Day. Uh, It seems like we are flooded with images and movies and television shows about comic book superheroes this time. I I forget how much money the new Avengers movie has made, but I think it's like up to its own world currency by now. But uh, even from my childhood, there was always the presence of superheroes. Now, I am sure many of my age and older will remember the first Wonder Woman. An actress named Linda Carter played her, and she was the main character, and she was the coolest, because she had an invisible plane, she had bracelets that could deflect bullets, and she had a lasso that could make anyone tell the truth, who was tied up with it. But there is no doubt that there are probably many mothers, grandmothers, and women here today that have that same ability, where they just give you that look, you know, that you better tell the truth, or it's going to be, good night Irene. But uh, as we come to our sermon today, uh, there is no doubt that God has created all women to be wonder women in the world. And we can see from the very beginning of time, that God had a very special purpose for our women of wonder. The first thing that we see is that God did not create women as an afterthought, but as the final piece of His creation. The woman was not the afterthought, oh, here's a man, and oh, by the way, I'll create a woman. She, she was the, the final piece of the puzzle. The final thing that was needed to make all of God's creation complete. Let's take a moment and look at what God says about this in Genesis chapter 2, starting with verse 18. He says, Then the Lord God said, it is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper. And helper is, is a key word here who is just right for him. So the Lord formed from the ground all the wild animals and all the birds of the sky. He brought them to man to see that he, what he would call them, And the man chose a name for each one, and he gave names to all the livestock, all the birds of the sky, and to all the wild animals. And so here we have Adam in his element, created by God to do his job, gleefully serving the Lord, but the Lord looked at him. It didn't say, Adam says I'm lonely. The Lord looked at him and said, but still there was no helper just right for him. So the answer is found in verse 21. So the Lord caused the man to fall asleep into a deep sleep. And while the man slept, the Lord God took one of the man's ribs and closed up the opening. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib and he brought her to the man. What a beautiful story. What a beautiful gift God has given creation as in the helper, as in The creation of woman. Because before her, His creation was not complete. So, why did God create woman from Adam? Why did God take Eve and create her from Adam? Well, verse 19 tells us that all living creatures, male and female, God made them uh, from the ground, including Adam. However, verse twenty-one we see God created a living a living woman from a living man. Eve was not created as a separate being from the ground. Eve was not to be an afterthought. Or, uh, oh, by the way, let me throw this in too. She was created to be a priority in God's creation and to be a helper to Adam. God used Adam's rib to form Eve to show that they were created from one human life. Filled with God's same spirit. Because if you take the creation of Adam, you know, Adam was created from the ground. God breathed His spirit into him and he was alive. And so of all creation, the one person that's different, the one creation that is different, is the woman. Because she didn't come from dirt initially. She came from Adam and from his side. If you look at Genesis chapter 2, verses 23 and 24, he says, At last the man exclaimed, This one is bone from my bone and flesh from my flesh, and she will be called, Whoa, man! Did I get that translation wrong? (laughs) Whoa, man! Thank you, God! He created woman. And she will be called woman because she was taken from man. Verse 24, This explains why a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife and the two are united into one. I want you to understand in the way that women were created, And the legacy that they have, a woman is not half complete without a man. Just because a woman does not have a man in her life does not mean that she's less than. Just like if a man doesn't have a woman in his life doesn't mean that he is less than as far as God placing value on them. We see that if you go back and look at verse 19, He says, I will make a helper who is just right for Him. This meaning literally means a helper. This does not mean an assistant. This does not mean somebody to clean up after you. This does not mean someone that is your servant or your slave or someone that is less than. This means someone who is here to help you. Woman was created to be beside man. There are some translations when you take the word that was used for rib, if you take it in this literal sense and look at it used in other passages by him saying the rib, some scholars believe it literally means this half of the body. That half of Adam was used to create Eve. But woman was created to be beside man, not to rule over him or to be ruled by him. Look, in God's eyes, in God's eyes, a man is no more worthy and a woman is no less worthy of God's love and inheritance. Their value is the same. Genesis 3, 20, 21 says, and the man Adam named his wife Eve. Did you know that the word or the name Eve means to give life? Not only was this a part of Adam, but but she was giving him life and would eventually give them life through children because she wouldn't be the mother of all who lives. And the Lord God made clothing from animal skins and Adam for Adam and his wife. So in Genesis 3, this is after the fall. This is after they played the blame game. Look what she did. And then she says, well, no, you were there with me. And so all of that stuff is going on. And God has already, by this time, cursed them. And given them their punishment of sin. Which we all live with under. Is the curse of sin. But even at the end of that. He says. Adam. Adam. Named his wife Eve, which means that she gives life. And I love the fact that even in the midst of their sin, even in the midst of their embarrassment, even as they tried to hide from God, God made clothing from animal skins for Adam and Eve. Even in their disobedience, He provided for them. So on this Mother's Day, we recognize God's gift of women. All women. Mothers, grandmothers, those with kids, those without kids. Women were created to be helpers. And I, again, I, I'm very, in this political climate, I'm not saying that, that they are to be servants, but I am saying that they are just... Women, you are just as, as important, if not more, because we couldn't have this world without you. Even God knows that. God says, wait, there's one more thing I need to do. And created woman mothers daughters grandmothers those who have had children those who have not those who have been married and those who have not all of women all women are special and worth have worth in the eyes of god let me tell you something ladies uh i cannot say i understand what it's like to be a woman i know shania twain made that uh that uh song uh very popular man i feel like a woman or whatever that was I I have no desire to be a woman. Uh, I have the utmost respect for women. And uh, I don't see how you do it. I I feel like in the luck of the draw between the two, I got lucky. I have nothing but respect for women here. But let me tell you something. Whether you are a woman or whether you are a man, your worth is not defined by your ability or inability to have children. Your worth is not found in whether you are married or not. Your worth is not found in the number of jobs you have on your LinkedIn or your Facebook profile. Your worth is not based on the number of titles you have at a church serving. Your worth is found in the fact that God created you as His greatest creation. That's where your worth is found. So, dear ladies, your value comes from the hands of your creator, God, who loves you. He created you to complement and make stronger... All those who are around you. This is the definition of what a mother does. This is the definition of what a grandmother does. This is the definition of a woman who has children, who doesn't have children, who has been married, who has never been married, who has been divorced, who has baggage, who is clean, whatever it is. This is for everybody that God created you to compliment and make everyone around you stronger. I am here because of Women like my mother and women in the church and women that God has placed in my life to help me become where I'm at. You are here today for the very same reason. And we celebrate that. We don't celebrate as much. I mean, we are thankful for them, but we celebrate because God is the one who initiated it. How terrible would this world be without women? Nobody would ask for directions. (laughs) Nobody would read directions. Everybody would know it all, every, all the guys would just be sitting around arm wrestling everybody, trying to, trying to be done. Whatever I mean, God balanced out everything in the gift of creating woman. Men, you and I should continually remember the gift that God made in Eve. You and I should thank God every day for our mother, our wife, our grandmothers. And don't stop there. Be thankful for those friends, those teachers, those public servants. We can't go anywhere in Anderson when I'm out with Donna and her mother that there is not somebody she has taught in Palmetto High School. And everybody, they have the the same look like she was so special. And, And I get that. We all have those people in our lives that are special. But God never, ever, created woman to be less than the finishing touch women are the finishing touch so here's my deep thought if we ever find value in those we love when relationships are strained we lose our value if your value is is put in oh i'm a mother Oh, I have children. Oh, I am married. Oh, I have a job. Oh, I have this thing. And all of these things. And oh, oh, you might have a bumper sticker on the back of your car that says, my kid is an honor roll student. And I'm happy for you. Or you may have that other bumper sticker that says, my kid beat up that honor roll student. (laughs) I I shouldn't have said that. (laughs) Because that's not the answer. But my point is, it doesn't matter what your bumper sticker of your life says. You are not defined by what you do. You are defined by whose you are in Christ. You are defined by how God created you to be. And so if you place your value in anything less, look, I'm... I know you love your children. I know you love your spouse. I know you love your life. But folks, all of these things that we put all our eggs in our basket in are empty and will end at some point. We know that because many of you are here today, you have your mothers and you're sitting beside them. And, and thank God for that. But some of us, we don't have them. We know that it is finite. We know that there is an end to relationships. But because of what Jesus Christ has done on the cross, and because of the way God has created you as women and created us as men, and the roles that He has given us, we know that this is not the end. As When one one relationship goes into the horizon God brings in, other relationships. Do not define yourself by anything other than the value that God has placed on you. The second thing that we see is that Bible lessons a woman can teach by the way she lives. There are Bible lessons a woman can teach by the way she lives. So if you wanted to go over to Proverbs 31 for a second, I'm going to show you a few of those. Uh, probably you will hear this passage on many Mother's Day occasions because it lists the the things of a virtuous woman. And so, uh, men, if you're looking for a spouse, go to Proverbs 31. It'll give you a good idea. Make sure that she can spindle yarn and all these other kind of things, right? But no, that's not the point. The point here is that a virtuous woman adds value again to all that are around her. And here are a few biblical lessons that she can teach. In verse 13 it says, She finds wool and flax and busily spins it. That means that a godly woman teaches to give of herself to benefit others. Many of you probably have this testimony where you say, my mom used to work a job, my mom used to do this, my mom used to do that. Or this person in my life used to do this, or I'm doing this, I'm doing that. We do what we can to benefit others. And a godly woman teaches that. When she puts others first, 14 says is like a merchant ship bringing her food from afar. She gets up before dawn to prepare breakfast for her household and plan the day's work for her servant girls. She goes to inspect the field and buys it and her earnings. She plants a vineyard. She is interject. She's doing all of these things. I'm like, what is the guy supposed to do? Man, she is making it easy on him. But we see in verses 14-19 through that a godly woman teaches to provide for those she loves regardless of the work involved. Regardless of the work involved. Even some ladies here this morning either have been cooking today or some point this weekend or you will be cooking after church and then it will be your day, Mother's Day, right? Well, uh, There was one Mother's Day morning. There was a mother of two. She woke up and something was wrong because it was quiet. Because he has two children. So she woke up and it was quiet. And then so she got up and the two children said, No, 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 go back to bed. We've got this. So she goes, Okay. So she goes back to bed and she lays down. And before you know it, she smells bacon frying. Man, is there anything greater than being in the bed and smelling bacon frying? That is love right there, is it not? So bacon was frying. Eggs were scrambling. Toast was popping. And so she was like, oh, I cannot wait. I'm finally going to get breakfast in bed for my children. I love them so much. And so five minutes passed. Ten minutes passed. So finally, she started getting hungry. She said, you know what? I'm going to go up and check this out. So she walks in. All the plates are clean. And they said, happy Mother's Day. We didn't want you to have to cook for us. <laughs> so I, I guess that's a gift. But you know what? I'm sure that mother thought, well, it isn't what I was thinking. But at least it's something. You know, I think of the gifts that I've given my mom over the years and probably that you've received as well some of them were heartfelt and others were maybe not so much, but you just knew that it doesn't matter what they give you, you're still going to be a mom. You're still going to work regardless of what it takes to make them. And that's biblical, folks. Verse 22 says, She makes her own bedspread. She dresses in fine linen and purple gowns. Her husband is well known at the city gates where he sits with the other civic leaders. So according to this, The virtuous woman does all the work and the man sits at the gate. Alright? Some of you ladies are probably saying amen. (laughs) But no, I've always said a man can never be all that he's supposed to be unless he's got a woman behind him. Because, again, I can't imagine this life without the women that God has placed in my life. And I'm sure you feel the same way. But we see even in that that a godly woman makes those closest to her greater. And renown because of her labor of love. I am here today because of the labor of love of my my mother. I am here today because of the labor of love of my wife. I am here because of the labor of love of other women that God has placed into my life. And the thing is, you are too. If you were to take a moment and think about it. The last thing we see is that. Real, in real life, a real life Wonder Woman will teach others to love and fear Jesus. I'll tell you what folks, look, there is nothing wrong with extracurricular activities, ball, study hall, accelerated classes, summer book read, whatever you want to put your kid through and and spend all your effort doing that to put those kids in it. But I'm telling you what, parents, if you spend your life keeping your kid busy, out of trouble, so that they will be good, but never raise them to love the Lord, you have missed the mark. We've got to teach our kids to love and fear Jesus. And we see this in Matthew 26, verses 6-13. through It says, Meanwhile, Jesus was in Bethany at the home of Simon, a man who had previously had leprosy. Boy, that was bold. A man that used to have leprosy, now Jesus is is with him. And while he was eating, a young woman came in with a beautiful alabaster jar of expensive perfume and poured it out over his head. The disciples were indignant. (laughs) Get this, the disciples. The disciples were mad. Who was this woman coming and messing up our little party? With her, her jar. Well, that alabaster jar of perfume probably cost her a year's wages. And it was probably an alabaster jar of perfume that she was saving for either her burial or a loved one. But she brings it in. And it says, verse 9, it could have been sold for a high price and the money given to the poor. That's what the disciples are saying. They're calling this a waste. Verse 10, But Jesus, aware of this, replied, Why criticize this woman for doing such a good thing to me? You will always have the poor among you, but you will not always have me. She, pour, she has poured out this perfume on me to prepare my body for burial. And I tell you the truth, wherever the good news is preached throughout the world, this woman's deed will be remembered and discussed. What we see here, in this woman's sacrifice... Of an alabaster jar. We see that it was costly. Many of you are women here today. And men that have sacrificed. For your children. Sacrificed for loved ones. Sometimes even to where it costs something. But but you wouldn't go back and change that. Because you love them. This woman loved Jesus. And and everything that she had treasured. And worked for. Did not matter. This woman was misunderstood by others, even the disciples. This was done out of love and fear for Jesus. And Jesus used this to advance the gospel. Mothers, fathers, grandmothers, women of influence. When you invest into these children, when you invest into your family, when you quote unquote put the fear of God in them, And I'm not talking about a punishment. I'm talking about a love and respect for the Lord. This is the type of outpouring that you will see in their lives. Now look, I know that there are plenty of people that raised their kids in church. And when they got old enough, they were wild as bucks. Some of them may still be out there. But folks, even the prodigal son came home. Keep praying keep trusting keep holding of all the people that were there that day she was the one that smelled like Jesus because of her sacrifice folks our families need to smell like Jesus so how can any woman or person for that matter come to realize all that God has for them well A godly woman, wife, mother, sister, or or whatever you want to put there, cannot be everything to everyone all the time. Look, ladies and men, let me tell you something. If you're trying to please the people that are under your roof, or if you are trying to please the people that you worship with, if you're trying to please the preacher, if you're trying to please your boss, you will never, you will always fall short In some ways. You know how I know that? Is because, have you ever put your faith in a person? Nine times out of ten, they mean well, but sometimes they're gonna fail. Folks, God expects us to be perfect, but He knows that we can't be it on our own. That is why He sent Jesus Christ. And we will become all that God has created us through His grace and mercy. God's grace and mercy. If we give Him our life, for our eternity, meaning salvation. Yes, many people in here today have prayed and said, Lord, save me from hell. Save me from that damnation and that, 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 that horror that I've heard about preachers talk about until they're red in the face. And then I've heard the Bible talk about, I don't want to go there. And everybody said, yeah, I got that. And I say, yeah, I'll take Jesus as savior, but then there's that whole Lord thing. You ever heard the preacher say, come accept Jesus as your savior and Lord. Everybody says, yeah, I want that. Savior's no problem for a lot of people. The Lord thing is where the hiccup is. Where God says, okay, now you are mine, now serve me. Now do things that you wouldn't normally do because my word tells you not to do that. Or my word tells you to do that. Look, the reason God specifies all of this in here is not to keep you from life, but to give it to you. The way that it was intended to be. Because if you try to be perfect in your own strength, Jesus says Himself in John 15, 5, Apart from Me, you can do something? A little bit? A good effort? Nope, nothing. Apart from Him, we can do nothing. Let's pray. God... I thank you so much for your word today and I thank you for the gift that you've given us called woman. Lord, for so many that are here today, they are treasured and they are loved, but they know and we know and I know that we cannot be all that we are made to be without your son, Jesus Christ in our life, not only to save us from our sins, but to live the life You have called us to live. Because there's somebody in here today that has been living to please other people. And they have come this morning to the point where they say, I'm done. I can't do it on my own anymore. And that's the perfect place for you. When you say, okay, are you done? Now let me take over. The invitation is this is that if you want to know Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord, and to be all that He has created you to be, and not have to worry about pleasing others, but only pleasing Him, then I invite you to come down front. If you're embarrassed to come down front, someone will come down with you. Or maybe you just want to come to the altar. Maybe you want to rededicate your life. Get baptized. Whatever it may be. This invitation time is for you to respond. In Jesus' name, amen. Would you please stand?